Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Elle de Poisson. She's a spiritual teacher, intuitive business mentor, healer, speaker, and author. She helps women entrepreneurs, leaders run their business and life from their feminine energy so that they can magnetize more wealth, alignment, and flow while impacting humanity in their unique way. Her gifts are very, very deep, wise, and the practical leadership she uses she leads her clients to have a soul-led business and life we're going to talk about the three feminine wounds in business how to manifest and have more what you want like clients love money why the divine feminine is rising today and then running your business from your intuition and womb and also her books so here is l by asking you your practice you encourage women to run their business from their intuition and their womb. What does that exactly entail? Oh, that's a great question. Um, running your business from your intuition and your womb really means embodying your feminine energy. And so I really invite women to connect with their divine feminine, which is an aspect of themselves which is an aspect of themselves that is very powerful, very tapped into source, the universe, and very aligned with their soul. And so Mm -hmm. it leads to much more ease, much more flow, and much more abundance. Very nice. So there's three feminine wounds in business. What are they exactly? There are three feminine wounds, uh, which are the witch wound, the bitch wound, and the whore wound. And they impact every woman in their personal and professional life. So we can dive into that if you'd like. Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, the names already are super catchy. And I feel like we kind of need some catchy names to teach people what exactly is, yeah. you know, bothering them in a way. Like, we, it's all about marketing, right? So, mm-hmm. exactly. So, first one is the bitch wound. Yeah. Okay, what is the, that? So the bitch wound, it's really the idea that, so just to give you a little bit of context so we can understand mm-hmm. what they are yeah. all about. These three wounds, uh, believe, we believe that they have been passed down from Mary Magdalene. So Mary Magdalene mm-hmm. was the apostle of the apostle, the wife yeah. of Jesus, even though she was called his wife in the Bible. A lot mm-hmm. of people believe that she was his wife and that they actually um, were, mar- were married. You know, the whole wedding where Jesus transformed mm-hmm. water into wine, the wedding of Cana, mm-hmm. was actually their wedding. Uh, okay. And so Mary Magdalene was someone that was very uh, independent before mm-hmm. Jesus. She was, you know, not very interested in men. She was very just doing her own thing, which was very triggering at the time because patriarchy was still very present. And yeah. women didn't have a lot of choice. They couldn't do much except um, except just, you know, having babies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so she um, met uh, Jesus and was really working with him to help him connect with his magnetism, connect to his um, healing abilities and really become the leader that he is today. But because she was so independent and so powerful, men around her made sure that she wouldn't be known for that power so that it wouldn't give ID to other women. Hmm. 
And so the bitch wound really comes from her because it's that part of herself that's very independent and that said no when she didn't want to. She wasn't a people pleaser. But most, most women at the time were saying yes to most things because they were mm-hmm. afraid of being called a bitch. And so that translates into us today mm-hmm. in our modern society being afraid of saying no because we're afraid of being called bitches. That is so clever. I love that. And then the witch wound is also believed to be come down from her because Mary Magdalene was very intuitive. She had a lot of Mm -hmm. wisdom and she was very tapped in as well. And um, she got stoned for it. Mm -hmm. And she got stoned, but we know about the witch hunt. And if it's not you, your grandmother, it's karmic, it's maybe you in past lives. We are really all uh, touched by the witch wound at a collective level because it's that part of herself that is afraid to be seen for who she really is and all her gifts. And as a woman, we are sometimes afraid of sharing about our intuition and our spiritual experiences because we're afraid of being called crazy and mm-hmm. weird and criticized mm-hmm. for it and, and that's that's the witch wound. How many women have, you know, shared about something a bit curious and abnormal I mean abnormal, you know, yeah. in brackets. <laughs> and then they were they were made fun from for it, you know? I think it happened to all of us. Oh and so yeah. we we dim our lights and we're afraid of showing up and telling about our psychic abilities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's really the witch wound. It's that part of herself that is keeping us well. And and the last, yeah. Yeah. And then the whore wound, it's um, the one that is most famously linked to Mary Magdalene because she was known as being a prostitute, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what is a prostitute? A prostitute is someone that is very connected to her sexuality Mm -hmm. and that blesses men with her sacred ointments. Because when you are in a sacred relationship and you have a sexual and intimate exchange with someone, but you do it with a sacred intention, it is actually your direct access to source because it brings all your Kundalini energy up to Mm -hmm. your seventh chakra. And it can really bring you to a place of having a lot of downloads, a lot of answers. Uh, It's very powerful. And Mm -hmm. Mary Magdalene and Jesus knew that. And uh, Mary Magdalene was trained in ISIS sex magic. So she went to mystery school. She knew all about that. And she helped Jesus increase his magnetism and really become the leader that we know him to be today, thanks to Mm -hmm. their own intimacy. Um. And today, that really translates into, so the reason why today it translates into something negative is because men were afraid of her power. Men were afraid of these prostitutes that were actually priestesses and that were guiding men into these very sacred practices to empower them, increase their energy and healing abilities and, and so on. And so in order to make that look bad, the church made sure that sexuality would be seen as something very bad, you know, to the point that you're not supposed to have sex with someone before you're married. Mm -hmm. And that's because once you're married, you're under the 
power, under brackets, between brackets, of a man. So once you're married, you're under the power of a man, who he can control you, and you cannot discover the power that you can have in orgasming yourself. And today, that wound really translates into women being uncomfortable when they are too sensual. How many times have we been called, you know, too sexy, too provocative, mm. too whatever, because no, we were dancing and having fun? Yeah. Or wearing a skirt that was too short, or, you know, a dress that was too close to your body, you know? And so these three wounds really show up in our everyday life, whether we're aware of them or not. And in our business, that translates into us being afraid of showing up with our full authenticity, being afraid of being too sexy, dressed the way we desire, uh, put as much makeup on as we desire, or no makeup at all if this is how we like ourselves, you know? Yeah. Um, and it shows up in ways that we're afraid of prioritizing ourselves, especially when you're a woman entrepreneur and you have kids, when you're a mompreneur, you know, you have to take care of your kids, the house, your friends, the husband, your business, and then you put yourself last on the list because you're afraid of saying no to all these people that you love and that love you. But really the best way to actually take care of them is to take care of yourself. First. Yourself, yeah. And so it's so important. Book, it's so important. In my book, The Path of Femininity, I actually invite the reader to rewire the word bitch and to actually see it through the lens of a bitch is a loving and caring woman. Because she knows that when her cup is full, when she puts mm-hmm. herself first, she can give her best to her clients, her husband, her kids, and so on. Oh, that's so, that's so, so true. So I feel like a lot of people who are listening to this, they have one major question. Mm-hmm. How can I be more magnetic and just, you know, strengthen my life, increase my frequency, and attract clients, um, even attract people for love and relationships and not chase people? Like, how do we not chase and just have people just get magnetized to us? Yeah, it's a beautiful question. I wrote a whole chapter about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's important. (laughs) Yeah, so it's a whole journey, but I would really invite you to start with being more authentic because your authenticity is what unlocks Mm -hmm. your magnetism. Why? Because I'm pretty sure that sometimes you're afraid to be too much. You're afraid to be too present on social media, maybe too salesy, too noisy, too emotional, too weird, too out there. I mean, we've all been told that we were too much, right? Yeah, of course. And so we have been trying to stay small or more average, I would say. The truth is that the more you are too much, which is never mm-hmm. too much, it's just that you feel like that or people were just triggered by your personality. Uh, the truth is that they were just afraid of showing up themselves and that's why they were triggered by you. So it has nothing to do with you. But so the truth is that the more you are fully, fully, fully yourself, the more people who are supposed to work with you, your soul fractal, that's how it's called, 
they're going to recognize you because they're mm -hmm. going to recognize a part of themselves in you. And that's really how it works. There's a French um, expression that says, qui se ressemble, s'assemble, which really means who looks the same or reacts the same comes together. So people that mm -hmm. you work with, you know, you always hire a coach that uh, you're going to resonate with and that you right. feel aligned with. And that's because you're recognizing a part of yourself in them. We're all mirrors for each other. So the more you show up with authenticity, with all your weirdness, with all your craziness, mm -hmm. even if you think it's crazy, people out there are going to love and adore it. And because yeah. it's truly you, you don't have to force it, but because it's truly you, then people are going to recognize themselves and want to work with you. And also, the more you are authentic, the more you're giving permission to other women and to your clients to be authentic mm -hmm. as well, which is in turn going to help them be magnetic and magnetize the right people in your life. So I would really start with, with that and asking yourself, where am I still dimming my light? Where am I still mm -hmm. hiding my too muchness? Where am I still yeah. afraid of people's judgment? Uh, and then you can sit with these questions for quite a while and let go of the fear of being seen for who you really are. Oh, that's good. And, yeah. Yeah. That kind of makes I, me think about how I'm going to use it in a relationship type of example. That when I speak mm -hmm. to my single friends and they say things like, oh, you know, I can't show my crazy right now or I have to like act like this. I'm like, no, you're going to act how you want to act. You're going to act like yourself because the right person yeah. is going to worship that and love that and find it endearing. I became tired of just controlling myself for other people and I just became myself and I just acted like myself. And guess what? He appeared like that. Exactly. Yeah, the same happened yeah. to me. I was going to say, yeah. So before I met my current husband, I was married mm -hmm. to someone else. And we were married for six months. And uh, he basically left me after six months telling me he didn't really love me. And then I found out he was in love with someone else. Mm. Or at least what he thought love was. You know, he was just craving the high, high, high. And he was just afraid of standing in, in a marriage. But mm -hmm. I also realized that because I didn't love myself and I had tried to fit into a box, I married someone who couldn't love me. And so when I went through that whole divorce and healing myself and trying to um, fall back in love with myself, I really mm -hmm. promised myself that I, was just, I would just show up for who I really am. And if that doesn't make men happy, well, too bad for them because they're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> and so the day after I signed the paper of my divorce, I was, you know, going through an emotional burnout. I was really tired. I still had a lot to deal with. Uh, emotionally, mm -hmm. and I have this friend that's organizing a birthday party, and I'm telling myself, okay, well, I'm going to go because he's really a good friend, and it should be fun to just dance a little bit. It's going to be a way to release my emotions, too. Yeah, right. And then <laughs> at 10 p.m., I just go home, and I sleep because I really need to sleep. Uh, my, my brain was freaking out and I wasn't able to sleep at night, so I was really tired. So I set myself a limit, like at 10 p.m. I go to bed. 
And so I'm at this party, I'm dancing, I'm actually having a lot of fun with a friend of mine, the music is good, and then there's this guy that taps on my shoulder and that says, hey, do you speak English? And he says that because he's English and we're in Belgium and everybody speaks French or Flemish in Belgium. Mm. So then I say, yeah, I speak English. He's like, where are you from? Why are you asking me this question? And so we start talking and I remember really not being interested in meeting anyone and mm. still very connected to that premise that I had made myself of really just being bluntly myself. So after five minutes of just talking on the dance floor, we actually started talking about near-death experiences and the perspective of different religions on death and heaven and life after death and all these things. And he was like, wow, that's, uh, this girl is pretty courageous, you know, having spiritual conversations on the dance floor. But he really liked it. And he said, well, do you want to have a, a chat outside? Maybe we just grab a drink and keep talking about this outside instead of having, like, people push us around because they're dancing. And so we went outside and we talked for four hours. And now he's my husband. <laughs> Always just happens like that, huh? So it really, it happens like that. Uh, it's <sighs> just a proof that when you're fully yourself, you magnetize mm -hmm. the right people to you. I love that story. That's, that is yeah, good yeah. stuff. I love that happened. Yeah, it's a good story. So okay. I could also give you um, a second tip to be more magnetic. Yeah. Oh. Um, it is very important to understand that we are pure energy and mm -hmm. we are connected to each other and we are connected to the earth. We're not disconnected from, from nature and from each other. But yeah. because we live in a world that is very fast-paced, we're always mm -hmm. busy, busy, running around, and not very present, not very grounded. And think about it. If you're in front of two people and one person is talking super quickly and then moving around and jumping around and touching one thing and then another, it's going to feel a bit overwhelming. If you have another person next to him or her that is very quiet, imagine the energy of the Buddha, very grounded, very slow, just present and smiling. That's much more magnetic. You feel at peace directly with that person, right? Mm -hmm. And that's because um, when you are much more slow in your mm -hmm. life, you then align your own energy, your own frequency, to the Schumann resonance, which is the magnetism of the earth. Mm. And the rhythm of the earth is much slower than our rhythm. So when you act slowly, when you're connected to the earth, when you're grounded, when you're trusting that even if you're slow, the right people are going to come to you, you know, you don't need to be quick to have more clients. It's quite the opposite, actually. The slower right. you are, the more you're going to magnetize the people to you. So by slow, I mean just really taking time to launch your product, to talk to mm -hmm. your clients, to express yourself, not being in that hustle, hustle energy, but really slowing down, taking time for yourself every day to maybe just sit in silence. You don't need to meditate. You can just look out of the window and connect with the rhythm of the day and the rhythm of the earth. That is going to increase your magnetism tremendously. And do you also agree that maybe you shouldn't do things that you don't want to do in regards to business? For example, if somebody doesn't want to do reels, 
But everyone's telling them, hey, let's do reels because that's what everyone's doing now and you get a lot of followers, yada, yada. Do you also agree with that? I mean, if you hate doing reels and you're mm-hmm. doing them because a marketing person told you that's the new trend, so you have to yeah. do that, you know. A lot of coaches are sending you cookie-cutter strategies out there. But if you hate it, you're just going to do it with a bad energy. That's not right. even magnetic. That's ridiculous. No. So it's very important to, you know, whenever you work with a coach to actually, you know, really good coaches don't do that. They invite mm-hmm. you to connect with your aligned strategy, not with a right. strategy that worked for them and that you should apply. It, it doesn't work like that. Ah, okay. So just, so you're saying be slow in regards to like working on yourself, working on your product, working on your business. That's what you mean. Yes, I mean, really take the time to take time for yourself mm-hmm. so that you can slow down by having a bath, going for a walk. Like every day in my schedule, I have two to three hours where I have nothing mm-hmm. planned. Oh, good. And where I can just do whatever feels good. So maybe mm-hmm. that is working because I'm super inspired and I want to work on that new book that I feel like writing. Or maybe it is having a nap in the middle of the day. You know, a lot of people say, oh, it's crazy when you're a businesswoman to have an app in the middle of the day. Like, it's such a waste of time and your clients are awake and you should sell. And Why not? Show up and do your reels, you know. Actually, if you're tired, the smartest thing you can do is have an app. Because something else that we need to understand as well is that we are a blend of feminine and masculine energies. Right. And your masculine energy is that part of you that does, 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 and takes action and gives to others. But your feminine energy is that part of you that receives. Mm. And so when you take a nap, when you go for a walk, when you have a bath, when you're creative and playful, you're connected to your feminine energy. And when you're in your feminine energy, that means that your clients are in their masculine energy so that you're Mm -hmm. giving the opportunity to your clients to take action and sign up with you. So when you say say feminine energy, can we also say things like cooking and nurturing? Like, isn't cooking also very, like, important for that? Um, cooking is actually masculine energy. Nurturing is all about giving and preparing for others. Uh, feminine energy is all about receiving. It's all about slowing down and receiving and reflecting and being connected to your intuition. It looks like a more passive energy. The truth is that when you are slowing down and being in your feminine energy, you're allowing the universe to speed up. That's really when the magic happens. I see. Okay. Okay. I always thought that cooking was a feminine energy because one of my uh, fixings in this life, as you could say, was to be more feminine. And I was told, like, you should cook more and prepare more for people. That helps you. That will help you be more successful in life. Because sometimes, like, I... 
as being an entrepreneur, I really try to be fully masculine in my business. And I thought that mm-hmm. that was good, make me more money. But obviously now, like when I speak to you, I'm, yeah. also, yeah, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> and I should be <laughs> my life. Not just you're not doing it wrong. You're doing the best you can with the information that you have around you. So that's awesome. Uh, the truth is that we need to be really careful about stereotypes. Uh, it's not because we have put cooking into that's a task for women that it is a feminine task because women also have masculine energy. I'm going to give you that example. I had one of my clients. She was saying, um, oh, well, my husband is very much into his feminine and I am very much into my masculine because he's the one that's staying at home, taking care of the house, and I'm the one that's, that's working. So I was like, wait a second. What is he doing when he's cooking? What are you doing when he's cooking? She's like, well, I'm actually on the couch reading a book. I'm like, well, that's perfect because he's giving you food and you're receiving his attention, his care, his protection. It's just that it's expressed through food. But the dynamic, the energy, is that he's in his masculine and you're receiving him because you're just relaxing and staying on the bed reading a book while he's taking care of you and cooking. So I don't know who told you that cooking was a feminine energy, but maybe they should uh, read my book. (laughs) I don't know. Very famous Kabbalist, but I've heard, you know, with all the people I've seen in my life and spoken to for work and just for personal, I've heard a bunch of conflicting things. So I always try to, you know, not take everything so to heart or seriously, but if something repeats to me something and I pay attention, but otherwise I'm just, I let, I let things just kind of slide because if I wanted to listen to everybody that I spoke to, forget it's not possible. Oh, I would go cook. Yeah, absolutely. It's not possible. No, no, you have to take what resonates. And it's true that there are very conflicting advices out there. You know, I just had a baby who's now eight months old. And you hear everything and the opposite um, about raising babies. You know, put them on a schedule. Don't put them on a schedule. Uh, Sleep train them. Don't sleep train them. Uh, You know, it's, it's crazy. So I think it's the same for everything. We have to take what resonates. So if what I'm saying is resonating with you, awesome. If it doesn't, just throw it out of the window. Exactly. No, whatever. I mean, right now as I speak to you, like my mind is kind of like rushing through with more ideas of, not ideas, but like how I can practice bringing more femininity in my business to obviously, you know, not chase people as much because I'm also Mm -hmm. projecting. I don't think I, I don't think I necessarily chase. I mean, I'm putting, I put out a podcast and I let people come to me, but sometimes I kind of feel this guilt inside me if I don't chase just a little bit. Do you understand what mm, I mean? Interesting. I think it would be interesting for you to ask yourself, where does that come from? Because to me, it seems like your ego is making you believe that if you don't have control over no. the situation, then you're weak. Yeah, I know where it comes from. It comes from community. It comes from my parents. I know where it comes from. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is an opportunity for you to let go of that belief because that's not really how it works. 
Yeah, it's it's an everyday thing. It's very difficult. I feel like it's one of the, especially going, like, being in your Saturn return, you're trying to, like, let things go that you were conditioned with and you grew up with. Yeah, especially yeah. basis to try to apply to my life. But when you're doing something for 29 years, it's kind of just hard to just jump right out of it and do it differently. But I, I feel like I've been better letting it go, letting things go, letting people come to me. Um, yeah, but there's always a hustler in me, you know? Because you were saying I'm, I'm a projector, right? I'm a projector, yes. Yeah, so you really have to learn to wait for, for the invitation and let go of all the, the condition that you that you receive to be a manifester. <laughs> yeah, I want to, uh, it's like, I want to be, I'm a wannabe manifester. And then I get so bitter when I talk to people and like, they don't receive me. I'm like, well, I should have listened to my design. Like, why do you keep just sabotaging me? You know, like, calm down. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, maybe instead of, um, instead you could do a test where you say for one month, I give mm-hmm. myself one month where I don't chase any clients. And I just focus on my own energy. Because for me, lighthouses are really, um, no, sorry, projectors are really lighthouses. That's what I wanted to say. So for me, projectors are these people who are very strong. They're here to guide others. They're leaders. But they need to wait for the invitation to lead. So how are you invited to lead? It's really when you are, Think again of the energy of the Buddha that I was talking about before. It's a very grounded, very shining energy that is not trying to go anywhere. He's just there. And the lighthouse is shining. It's not going to the boats in the sea to help the boats find their way. It's very important for the lighthouse to actually stay on the ground at the edge of the land or the island so that the boats can find the land. Okay. And so maybe you can do a test for one month just to focus on you, your energy, your light, being fully yourself, expressing yourself with authenticity, and letting people come to you. Of course, you can find an opportunity to you uh, invite clients to connect with you, saying, like, if you want to hear more about my work, you know, here I am, but not chasing them. I oh, so many then- good see what comes out yeah i'm excited for you this is going to be good thank you oh my gosh can you tell everybody where to find your book and where to like reach out to you and get advice of course um so i believe the best place where to find me is on instagram so my instagram handle is at e-l-e-d-e-p-o-s-s-o-n I'm going to be sending you the, the links, Savina, so you can share them in the show notes of this episode. And then otherwise, you can also find me on my uh, website. And on my website, there is a very fun and short quiz that you can take to see which gifts of the divine feminine you already have activated in you. So you can see actually how authentic you already are, how magnetic you already, you already are, how intuitive you already are, and which other gifts you need to work on. Fun. Okay. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for My pleasure. coming on. Appreciate you. I'll be in touch. Have a beautiful day. Bye. 
Have you guys heard of Rakuten? It's where you can shop all your favorite stores online and make money. Yeah, you can make money. I have made thousands of dollars. Granted, I've been on it for a while, but if you're someone who's an online shopper, you need to sign up right now. And you can use my invite link. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N dot com slash R slash Divina 141. Rakuten.com slash R slash Divina 141. Happy shopping and make some money. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, I'd really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support.